¡Ay! ¡Ay! ¡Hola! ¡Hola! Welcome. ¡Hola! <laughs> Welcome to... ¡Uy! ¡Qué horror! A Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. I'm Eileen. And in this spooky podcast, we will be watching a Latin American horror movie. If it has a Latin American director, we'll watch it. If it has a Latin American lead, we'll watch it. Latin America horror, we'll watch it. We're watching it. Would you like to tell us yes. what we're going to be watching this week? Because your pronunciation will be a lot better than mine. <laughs> this week, we watched what is considered to be the very first Brazilian horror movie. It is by José Mojica Marins. And the film we watched, uh, A Meia Noite Levarei Sua Alma. At midnight, I will take your soul. So, um, <laughs> can we just talk about this very, very quickly before we get into it? So, Bra Brazil. I just called you Brazil. So, Eileen and I... <laughs> Brazil and, and Johnny. Brazil and I. Eileen and I unofficially met in Brazil. We were Correct. able to live there as kids. And so, when... Jose or Zeb Caixão starts talking at the top of the film. He says, A mea noite. Yes. <laughs> to me, I was like, wait, wait, hold on. I had to pause because I was like, is this from Portugal? Honestly, I heard Portugal also. And I was like, hold on. But then I was like, no, it's because so Brazil, like any other country in the world, has uh, a lot of different areas, and it's a humongous country. Huge. And so, uh, just like in the United States, as we have states that have different accents, in Brazil, their states have different accents as well. So, Zé do Caixão, or this film, A Meia Noite Levarei Sua Alma, is set in like a more... Uh, like an interior, o interior is what you would call it in, in Brazil. So there is a specific accent that uh, people from the interior of Brazil, how, how they sound. So their T's are less ch sounds and more t sounds. Their R's are more r sounds rather oh, than sounds. The, the most like rolling R's I've ever heard. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but is this a more Sao Paulo accent? Um, not really. Sao Paulo is more like, uh, the Paulista accent, because when you're from Sao Paulo, you call them Paulista, is more mm -hmm. like a, the R's are more, uh, are more back in the throat. I couldn't, I oh. couldn't do it right now. Like, sure, so sure. if you ask me to do a, a from Rio, that's more like, um, dois, like, let's count. Um, dois, três, quatro, cinco. That's like a pretty neutral situation. In Rio, you'd be like, um, dois, três, quatro, cinco. It's more shh. Yeah, it's a little like squishier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some uh, Paulo, I feel, would be more like, um, dois, três. Nope. <laughs> Look, I get what you're trying to say yeah, here. I no. feel, the reason I ask about Sao Paulo is because I believe that that is where Marins is from. Yes. So throughout the movie, we hear like a mea noite or a like noite. a morti. And I was morti. just like, my brain had so much trouble wrapping around that. <laughs> um, but 
we will we will get into it. We yeah, will, yeah, 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 we will yeah. discuss. <laughs> so let me give you just a before we really get into it, let me give you a brief synopsis. Yes, great. Of what this movie is. All right, I'm gonna try this title. A man noite libare sua alma. It's mm-hmm. that's not bad. I'm still got it in there. It's not bad. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. Maris stars as Zedu Caixão, otherwise known as Coffin Joe, an undertaker who believes that he can achieve immortality by having a son, a concept he, re- he refers to as the continuation of blood. Yeah. Great. This guy, I mean... <sighs> what? What? Okay, first of all, <laughs> now we watched this movie on YouTube, and I thought, so in the, in the YouTube, it starts off with a now much older Marines. Uh, yeah. He basically is introducing this film, and, and he, is, he has his hands, like, a, 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 across his chest and, like, holding his face. And on either side of him, there are two women dressed in what looks like a Walgreens devil costume. Like I call, They're called Satan women. That's I was like, he's got two Satan women and a weird Igor in the corner. Yeah, that Igor in the corner was very odd. Uh, I watched um, a little, like, uh, baby YouTube video of another sweet man who's, like... I watched this film too. And he explained that this intro probably was when the movie was re-released later on in theaters so that he could be like, hello, it's me. Welcome. Because at this point he was like, he, because of this movie, he became a horror icon Yeah, and like full cult status. Like yeah. he it, almost like, um, uh, my sweet friend Jeff said, is he the Joe Bob Briggs uh, of Brazil? Who sure. Joe Bob Briggs was a, a comedian who used to be a host of like of a, a horror movie night on TNT back in the days. Or like Elvira. You know how like there were these characters that used yeah. to be like, welcome, let's watch a creepy movie. And then they'd show up in, in between commercial breaks and be like, are you enjoying this? Are you creeped out? And like give you, you like a fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or give you like fun <laughs> trivia or whatever. So that's basically who he became. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that those were his TV shows and every time he went on tv he was like i'm Zed Caixão, or whatever. and so and so like got it so i think when they re-released this movie at this point that's who he was so he's yeah. like with his long nails which are very unnerving and i oh. do not like it they're uh, uh, they're pretty gross. Yeah. So he's and he's got a top hat on, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, if you dare, we're gonna watch this movie." And here's my friend Igor, and I will take your soul and your soul. And I was like, yeah. "This." And like <laughs> random like jump scares, or he's yeah. like, "It's a parecido," or not in Spanish, but you know, he's very yeah. dramatic. One little observation about him too, which is so stupid, but he's missing one nail on his pointer I'm, finger. <laughs> I know, I saw that too. I was like, girl, you couldn't get a full set. What's like, the deal? On, you the one little nail. Somebody could have found that thing. Anyway, let's, let's <laughs> highly recommend though, if you can 
find this on YouTube so you can watch that little intro. Because, because it is, the intro is not subtitled, but the movie is. And also, just so everybody knows, this movie came out in 1964. So, like, right. it's an, it is black and white. It is an old movie. And, and it is uh, low budge. Low budge. My guy sold his car and his house to pay for this film. Right. And he had zero experience making movies. And he was just like, I don't give a fuck. I, his, his dad used to own a movie theater in Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he fell in love with films. And he's like, guess what? I'm going to put a top hat on and I'm going to be Zé do Caixão. Yeah. So he, uh, this is also he um, based off of a dream he had that he was being dragged into a grave by a grave digger or a funeral guy. And, um, and then he was like, great, I'm going to make a movie out of this. From what I understood, like, so he's clearly quite young in this. Like, I'm assuming early 20s, maybe mid 20s. Sure, sure. And something I learned, which I was going to say for trivia later, but I'm just going to say it now is like, okay. 18 in 1953 at the age of 18 he founded Cinematográfica Atlas the outlet the Atlas Film Company so he acquired an, a synagogue an abandoned abandoned synagogue and he transformed that into a film studio and academy where he gave acting lessons and uh anyway so he like he he was wow like this kid was this guy was like very very into film super go-getter at a young age, making movies from what I understand since he was actually a kid. Now, granted, a home videos with like his friends and neighbors. Sure. Like we used to do, but like yeah. clearly <laughs> is a huge like film guy and clearly huge horror fan. So, also, you guys, Johnny and I used to make movies together oh when we God, were in high school. Kidding? We used to sit around our each other's houses and write a scary movie script and yeah. like just giggle the night away. Anyways, uh that aside, here we go. A meia-noite levarei sua alma. Once we have the intro of him like being like spooky Halloween, he we cut to uh Zedu Caixão himself, the y- but the him and the young, it, it's the beginning of the movie, right? And this is where he gives that monologue where he's like, did you exactly. write it down? I wrote it in English. I wrote uh-huh. the gist of it. Go for life it. Life is the beginning of death. Death is the end of life. Existence is the continuation of blood. And blood is the reason to exist, which in other words means I want a son. Yeah, so he basically, in so many words, is like, I don't give a shit about life or death. Like, from the top, he's basically, it's uh, some, somewhere in Wikipedia or somewhere, they were like, he is very, it's very Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Right, Ni- which I know much about. Nietzsche. Girl, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, heaven, hell, eat it i don't believe in it fuck you all i need is my fucking son to carry on my blood and that's how i will keep going basically or whatever (laughs) so he gives this like zoomed in monologue and then we go into the cheesiest credits i've ever seen in my life and just the credits oh my god the credits were great it was so cheesy and hilarious it was every character's death scene off the top 
So you see the way they're gonna die <laughs> yeah. right from the top with like a haunted house soundtrack. It's just like, just like, like ah. werewolf in the back and wind and, th- but I was the like, owl? Okay, I, can we I talk about it. the owl? The owl, throughout, was, yeah. Throughout, there's just like images of like, like spooky branches and whatever. At one point, there's just like a superimposed cartoon owl not a real yeah. owl, not a stuffed owl. Just like here's a cartoon of an owl, Ooh, ah. <laughs> and like the font was just like it was precious. The the font was so good, but like the way they like tore away the those, font uh-huh. was very cool. I, I mean, I, for a 1964 for a 1964 movie, like they're they'd show the names of like whoever was doing their thing, and then they'd have like. It was almost like they put paper flames on it and like made yes. it disappear. I honestly was like, how did they do this? It, it looked, looked cool. It looked cool. It looked basic. Like it looked like yeah. arts and crafty almost. Yes. So once the credits are done, uh, we we are in like a space that has like skulls and we're like inside a room and then a woman shows up and she's like literally like this hello she just like like slides up her head into into (laughs) shot and she's like hello welcome you're gonna watch this movie and she basically does the same intro that he that he had done as the old man, like, but in this movie. Yeah. And she's like, oh, get ready. Are you going to be afraid? Well, you better. And she literally says, like, she's, like, fourth wall broken. And she's yeah. not only that, but she's like, you're in a movie theater right now. Are you going to be, Do you, if you are afraid, leave now. If not, get ready to be scared for your life. And you're just like. Okay, ma'am. <laughs> I, this particular intro, I loved it so much. Hold on. Please. And she's holding on to that skull that is obviously made of paper mache. Like it's wow. somebody's arts and craft project. And she's just like, and yes, I'm holding the skull. And are you fearful for your life? <laughs> so- she, this, this woman is such a good she gives you such a good, like, classic witch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it. over the top and ridiculous, but her voice is perfect. So good. Her laugh as a witch is classic it's from, witch it's laugh. From those soundtracks you get uh, that are just like, play this while trick-or-treaters come around, and it's just like, <laughs> yes, it's so <laughs> fucking good. And I'm going to admit a little something. So this intro... I had trouble understanding what Zed Caixão said at the top as older Zed Caixão on YouTube because yeah. my Portuguese is not very good. So with these subtitles, I could finally like kind of see what she's saying. It gave me like an idea of The Ring where she's like, don't watch this movie because, mm-hmm. you know, bad, it's like you'll Spirits be scared and, and bad things, things will happen come to you. for you. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty, that it's, it's honestly dated, cheesy, but effective. Effective. If you're like, yeah. okay, if you're in Brazil, if you're a fucking from the backwoods and you're like, today I'm going to go to the movies. It's 1964. I'm going to see what? 
oh, à meia-noite levarei a sua alma. Great, let me check this sure. sweet film out. And then that fucking bitch comes out with her fucking paper mache skull and she's like, you better get ready. I'd be freaked out. Deeply Catholic. Ca deeply well, Catholic country, correct? Right? Yes, and not, not just Catholic, Christian in general. Like yeah. Brazilian people, if they're not, it's every format of like, believing in christ and it's just yeah. like and this movie was was definitely like an it, he was spitting in the face of religion and apparently this movie was even banned in some states of brazil yes well so, like, so even more terrifying what so what i saw uh in the research i think imdb said mm -hmm. that um it was released during the year where like censorship was like not around or something like that. Yes. It was based yes. by state. So mm -hmm. some states were like, cool, show this all the time. And some states were like, this is the devil work. We don't need it. No, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, depending on where you're living, you're like, whoa, or like, I can't. It's right. taboo. Can't it. So just like we were talking about earlier, like how they're, it, uh, like hosts of horror things. This gave me like Crypt Keeper. I wrote down like the Crypt Keeper, this lady and yeah. her welcome, no fourth wall, but it's also a warning. Like, mm -hmm. you know, watch out. Okay, that's it. I didn't really, that wasn't that great. Anyways. No, Crypt I Keeper. love it. The Crypt Keeper, <laughs> the Crypt Keeper, which I love, like it's, it was before the Crypt Keeper. So Who's who's to like say what kind of influence this movie had? Absolutely, for generations. And like, on and also as a cold open, that's a great like way of introducing this stuff. And yeah. I thought it was really great. Like in the credit stuff, you see the credits. She comes out. She does that stuff, and she's like, "Watch out!" Ooh. And then she puts the she brings up the skull and like zooms it into the camera and it says directed by and so I was like this guy like even though he was amateur independent not knowing what he was doing I love that he's like I'm not I'm gonna let everybody get this feel and then I'm gonna be like boom I did this shit yeah. I love that so we open in this uh so once we see his name cut to a cemetery it's daytime somebody is burying somebody and the family's crying you hear women weeping all this stuff it's like you know whatever and then the camera pans over and there's this dude in a top hat and cape all in black standing there and that's our that's we see Zedu Caixon like mm -hmm. like almost um what is it like like standing over his this is his domain this is yes. his land we it's it's very ominous and then he walks into like the crowd of people that are crying over this dead body and he's like i'm so sorry for your loss and he walks away and it's like okay my guy very, what but the, the, his intro here like they play because okay we're crying at the funeral but then it's like do, do, do. they give you some spooky music and you can see people like looking over but when it cuts to him it's just like a cut and he's standing there looking yeah. like to me he looked like a fucking bat and yeah I, even like i was like wait did he like pop up out of thin air like is that sure the idea? but i don't think that's what it was but he very nonchalant nonchalantly 
interrupts this funeral. <laughs> I he thought was- it was so funny because he just kind of like cuts through the people like a hot knife through butter. And he's like, Doña, whatever your name is, Doña, whatever. I'm sorry for your loss. And it's like, who the fuck are you, bro? Yeah, but it's literally like, sorry for your loss. Bye. Bye. And so he leaves and we he goes into his home, it looks like, where there are literally hands sticking out of the wall and he hangs his coat on these like porcelain hands. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I fully expected there to be a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like... Grab it. <laughs> you know, like, hand grabs Grab those coat. jackets. And Zay would have been like, thank you, hand. Thank this you is my so home. much. And he, and he walks in and he's like, fuck these fucking people. I don't, I'm tired of hearing them crying and moaning about their dead people. What a bunch of idiots. And, and somehow in through this like monologue of him shitting on people that are have lost loved ones we find out that he's basically the the funeral director he's like the what is the term for somebody who's in charge of like the dead people in town is he a mortician maybe mortician a grave dig not grave digger but like he's in charge of basically when people die they bring him to him and he like does his thing so mortician i think you're dead send it to him he'll clean the body he'll put the makeup on he'll put it in the coffin he'll put it in the ground like he'll yeah. do all of it which is why his name is zed Lucaishon, which means joe of the coffin so like he's in charge of the this small town's dead people basically yeah. but he's a dick and he's like everybody's moaning and groaning about what a bunch of idiots and his wife uh lechi Le- como se llama lechina letina lechina lenita 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 yeah oh she comes in and she's like don't be you know it's okay whatever here come have dinner and she serves him a plate of food and he's like, where's the meat? Like the old lady from the Wendy's commercial. Temper tantrum immediately. From jump. Temper tantrum. Right from the get-go. And Where- when he's like, when he asks for the food, it's not like, hey, honey, uh, I'm home. Where Can I have some dinner? He's like, lechinha, comida. Like he's like, now. <laughs> yeah. Lenita, me comida, cadê? Where is it? <laughs> Lechinga. We're going to call her Lechinga for the rest of this thing, I bet. Are we sure it's Lenita? Lenita. And she goes, she's like, honey, uh, there's no meat because it's uh, Sesta Feira Santa, which is Holy Friday, basically. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's not Holy Friday. I kept saying Good Friday. It's basically the Friday where you're not allowed to eat meat, basically. Right. And he's like, Fuck you, bitch. I don't give a fuck if it's fucking Friday for God or Friday for the devil. I want fucking meat. So I'm going to leave this house. I'm going to buy a fucking full lamb and I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to eat meat, whether it's people meat or whatever meat. I'm eating meat. I'm doing whatever I want. And I wrote, and I have to say this very sadly because I discovered also that Jose uh, Marines died in this February, either. yes. So rest in peace, sir. R.I.P. 
but I literally wrote, I'm five minutes in and I hate him. <laughs> yeah, he's, okay, off the bat, everybody needs to know this guy is a fucking dick. Oh. Throughout the movie, he is such an asshole. I wrote down several times, what a bully. He was legitimately oh. a bully. Mm. As he's leaving, his best friend, Antonio, and his fiance. Teresinha show up to his house and they're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like they just How's it going, of- dude? Why does he have a best friend? But he does. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, how come this motherfucker has a best friend? Like throughout the movie, he's like, I would do anything for Antonio. I'm like, you're a- no. So anyway, so him and Antonio and like he kind of gives a weird eye to Teresinha and then he's like, I'm going to go buy a fucking lamb because I don't give a fuck. We cut to him sitting at this window, seeing the procession of of like prayer and priest and like candle. And he is legitimately holding a leg of lamb at the window on purpose and like like laughing at people. The priest is like Santa Maria Madre, like, <laughs> like this is the devil. Oh, I, with holy water. Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 and my guy is just chomping on me, like, yep, I don't give a hot fuck. But then Lenita shows up. Is that it, Lenita? Lenita, you got it, Lenita. Yeah, Lenita shows up, also helps him with his coat, and she's like, I know where you're going. You're going after Teresinha. I saw how you looked at her. Um, I'm not a woman to be treated this way. And what does he say to her? He literally lightly gives her a little smack on the face and is like, you've said quite enough for now. Yeah. So just continue to be shown like what kind of a man we're going to be spending the next hour and a half with. Just a garbage person. And And then she also said, she goes... You don't mess around with that for the sake of your friendship with Antonio. Like, he's your best mm. friend. Don't mess around with his fiance. And that's when he was like, he, he says, Você sabe que eu não gosto dessas dramáticas, which basically means like, bitch, I don't like your drama. But it's <laughs> your drama, sir. It's, it's you. You're the one who is starting the drama. Just blame it on her, though. Just go ahead. Yeah. Blame it Blame it on Lenita, please. And so he goes outside, and he runs into Teresinha and, like, a, a, a gentleman friend, not Antonio, who is like, I'm escorting ho- her home because Antonio is going to go pick her up a little later. And uh, and then Zedo Caixão was like, don't you have an appointment, sir? Like, I'll take her. I know that you have an appointment. And this is where we first see his effect on, like, well, not really because we see it in the procession and the, of the people that he's, like, got an effect on the town. You can tell this guy is afraid of him. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're right. I do have an appointment. I guess, is this okay, Teresinha, that he's taking you? And she's like, I guess. And he's like, and it's great. Not like, it's not, like, mind control. No, it's, it's intimidation. So as they're walking home, he he basically like is like, oh yes, you're lovely. This is great. And then he stops and he's like, you're not a woman for Antonio. You're a woman for me. And he basically assaults her. And then they do yeah. all these zoom ins onto his mouth that I was like, please, please zoom away. 
but the way that also he controls his mouth is very yeah, it's just like quivery and very strange. And he brings his quivering lips <laughs> and smelly looking beard. It's up so gross. Face, but she fucking bites him. Yeah, she's like, eat a dick, bro. I don't want to fucking kiss you. Get your fucking weird quivering mouth away from me, you fucking gross bitch. (laughs) So she bites him and he's like, oh, I see that you're a spicy woman or whatever. He's just like- He's like, you're a snake with the face of an an angel. With an angel face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I wrote down the nails like every five seconds. So apparently- in real life, he had really long thumbnails. And like the makeup artist was like, my dude, we're gonna have to give you like <laughs> a full set. So the, for the rest of the movie, it's just these like long acrylics and he's like, he's constantly touching people and like doing things like showcasing these nails. It's so gross. Ugh. But also like, again, RIP, full respect, sir. But why are your thumbnails long by choice? Like, Why, hey, sir? Uh, let's just not do this. Sir. But whoever was like, okay, you've got creepy long thumbnails. It was a good idea, whoever was like, let's give you the nails, because it's gross and Ugh. creepy. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so so he goes to, he goes to his local bar, uh and literally like he enters and you can tell immediately everyone's like oh fuck here's this fucking guy not again uh jose du caixão and maria the sweet little bartending girl is like oh god he's not again and she's like, like he just sucks the energy out of the room he's like the ultimate party pooper you're absolutely everyone's like guy again And everybody kind of, like, moves out of his way. And he walks in like he fucking owns the place. He's like, well, 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 if it's not everybody here that I know. And everybody's like. But it's, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, nobody wants you here, dude. Nobody's paying attention to you. Get, leave. Read the room, ho. Also, when he asks Maria for wine, it's like, Maria, wine. Yeah. Never a please, never any respect, nothing, nothing of the sort. He literally asks some dude, I guess the bar- bartender, barkeep, to be like, go home and tell Lenita to send me the rest of the lamb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. This He's not seamless, ho, to your Who house? Is Who is this guy? <laughs> Just random, irritating, and also great ways to show that this guy sucks. (laughs) And he has, like, an odd power over people. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's not just, like, because it's not that people are just, like, ugh, he's weird. They're, like, he's weird, and they're still doing the things that he says because Mm -hmm. they are afraid of him, basically. Like, Maria says to her, like, dad or whatever who owns the bar and behind the counter and she's like he scares me and yeah. he says não deixe perceber isso senão coisas vão se complicar which means don't let him notice that because or else things will get complicated and it's like yeah. okay so we know this guy has a reputation in this town for being a weirdo or like yeah. causing trouble 
So then he goes over to a table with a bunch of dudes and he's like, hello, gentlemen. It seems as though you're playing cards. And they're like, yeah, great. Uh, sure. Do you? And he's like, can I sit in? And they're like, okay. And no. So, mind I your know, own business. Mind Nobody your business. here. No. Anyway, he sits and down. He sits down and they're playing a game and he's betting a whole bunch. And one of the guys is betting with him. And then at the end, he... Zedukaishon wins and he's like all right and the guy's like I don't have the money dude and Zedukaishon he basically just grabs a bottle of wine smashes it and just smacks it down like the broken side on the fingers of the dude and cuts two of them off and then he's like <laughs> call the doctor tell him to send me the bill he must have had an accident and i was yeah. like oh what a douche everybody like we all saw that this was an accident right yeah so everybody's like yes of course don't worry like we're yeah. afraid of you we're not gonna say anything i must say though that the little uh maybe because it was in black and white, but the effects, the practical effects of him cutting the fingers off were like, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. In general, I think uh, in this movie, like the few handful of times that we got like an up close shot of like something gross and nasty mm -hmm. for 1964, I think they nailed it. Me too. And I'm also surprised at the fact that it was like, close-up shot of this guy getting his fingers cut off with a broken yeah. bottle of wine. I was like, wow. I just, I didn't think you would see anything like that that long ago, but there it was and it was done, you know, pretty well. So I agree. Well, it's job. funny because I was looking in, um, when they were talking about the censorship in Brazil and the mm -hmm. States and whatever, they said that a lot of people didn't have that big of a problem with the violent part of it, but mostly it was the religious like blasphemous part that they didn't like. So they're like, sure, chop those fingers off, but please don't talk about how you like the devil or you don't like heaven at all or you're right. a, or you a don't fucking- believe in any of it, right. Exactly. So then dude who went to pick up his lamb comes back <laughs> with the lamb and he's like, hey buddy, you over there, don't you want to eat this fucking lamb? And the guy's like, it's holy, it's- fucking sexta feira santa i don't want like i'm not supposed to i'm not allowed and and fucking zedukai show was like fuck it eat this meat eat it and he basically like shoves meat in this guy's face mind your like, own business mind your business bro <laughs> so then this this doctor arrives and who is a very handsome doctor by the way i was like oh look at this cute guy very handsome um, i agree yeah, lovely great head of hair great great look very handsome and yeah. oh, we've already established that zay for some reason is like i guess as the funeral director or the mortician whatever he is he must make a lot of money because he's like i'll pay for the fingers that i severed so yeah i'm sure if he's hey. the only guy in town then everybody and i think that's the other reason why everybody is intimidated by him is that especially in small towns that are like specifically very religious and stuff. Death is scary. So the person that's yeah. in charge of death in this town probably has a lot of hold over these people. And I'm sure that's a big reason why they're still afraid. So when the doc comes in and he's like, uh -huh, whatever, pay, send the bill to me, doc. It's like, ugh, Jesus Christ, we can't do anything because 
or else is he gonna bury my grandma because i'd like him right. to but like fuck you know right yeah he's got like the darkness on his side plus he's got money so it's yeah. like let's just not fuck with this guy next up he's like more wine maria no please and <laughs> again he's just putting those fingernails all over everything like he touches maria and she's so uncomfortable and who turns out to be one of my favorite characters this bald man <laughs> yo the bald man was like i'm tired of this bullshit this fucking guy coming into yes. our bar fucking who the fuck he's touching maria that's my niece or whatever the fuck and he's like no 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 so he let's gets something up. about this. Yeah. So let's do something about it. And everybody's like, it's Zedukaishon. He's creepy. I don't want to. And he's like, fuck this noise. And he gets up and he's like, hey, dick, get your fucking hands off of fucking Maria, ho. And mm-hmm. Zedukaishon was like, oh, we fighting? And then there's this fight scene that is that I laugh so hard when he got up on the bar and like the foot coming down oh, from the bar. A little like. The t- first of all, bald guy did a good throw in because he yes. saw on the floor, and I was like, "Thank you." Was waiting for that. Yeah. But the little, like, the teeny little, like, kick to the belly, and then like a little tap on the back. I was like, oh, "Guys, he's he's down." That really yeah. affected the bald guy. But also, this is the first time we've gotten a ze eye close up but this is the first time we see like the Jekyll Hyde effect so in the throughout the movie we see that they do a zoom in on the eyes and then the, they through like the magic of cinema which is literally they just like kind of fade in and fade out into another set of eyes that mm-hmm. are like veiny and like bloodshot yeah. and bloodshot. it's like oh, it's the anger has overtaken him. It's yeah. almost like, it's almost like the Hulk, you know, he's like, I'm mad now. And so yeah. his eyes turn bloodshot and they cut out and then he's like fighting and climbing and kicking. And then he grabs a whip and he whips the shit out of this man. Now he does whip the shit out of this man. However, this bald guy is a good size larger than Zed Kaishan. And oh, yeah. I'm like, get up, take a few licks. Like it's gonna hurt, but fucking get up off the floor. You take a good swing at this guy and you could knock him out cold. No. Knock his scrawny, stinky beard ass <laughs> on the floor. But he's just like, crying like, please mercy. And Zed Kaishan was like, hiya, hiya, hiya. And then finally somebody's like, Antonio, Antonio comes in, his BFF, BFF Antonio comes in, he's like, stop, you're gonna kill him, you're gonna kill him. Mm -hmm. And so finally, José de Caixão is like, all right, I'll fucking stop. And then they, and he's like, come on. (laughs) I guess I'll stop. Because he leaves the bar and he's like, well, I'll see you guys later, fucking... He's there's something so douchey about him, you know what I mean? I mean, he might as well have like done finger guns. Says like a little. I couldn't even like. I was like, all right, enough, get out of here. Because me I'm too. Sure but he says like one liner or something, and I'm like, fuck you, just leave, please. So at this point, we get home, 
and with him he goes home and he basically is like lenita can't have kids like he just out of nowhere is having like a mini monologue or like thinking about it and he's like she can't bear me children women are worthless if they can't like continue the bloodline or like Shit like that. So he bumps into Antonio and Teresinha. I don't know how they get onto the subject. I don't remember, but he's like, a woman who can't bear a child needs no care. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill Lanita. Okay, I'm going to kill her. And then I'm going to just go ahead and have a baby with Teresinha. And literally he turns around and there's just a bottle of ether right there. And he's like, great. I'm just going to grab this. <laughs> He grabs yep. this bottle of ether and he's like boop 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 with a with a, a rag and he's mm-hmm. like hey girl what you doing and she's like I'm sorry I was so jealous earlier and I accused you of doing this and this and that all I want to do is love you honey like you're the best man for me I love you and he's like oh you're such a sweet baby boom face full of ether she passes out we she wakes up and she's got like cotton and tape on her mouth she's Uh, like in her underpants for some reason and she's lying down and he's like hello (laughs) he's just like has a jar and he releases a huge tarantula and he's like your sacrifice will be lovely to watch Uh, what a spectacle your death will be or whatever like creepy shit like that releases this spider on her the spider bites her she fucking dies. So he you kills. See, you don't see this spider bite her, but this is this scene was horrifying to watch because that spider was huge. Huge. That is a huge Brazilian spider that they found in the jungle somewhere. Not the jungle, because as a person who has been to visit my dad, who still lives in Brazil, mm-hmm. one time just walking around, I looked at the ground and I was like, oh, that's a full-on furry tarantula no yeah bitch at some point we assume that he it bit her and killed her because he just was like he literally leans down right in front of her face and is like you died bitch there was something i did notice here that i want to come to later when we talk about our trivia stuff but okay laughter here it reminded me so much of freddy krueger and especially okay. Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Mm-hmm. However, let's save that for later. Okay. But I was like, it was like, it just sounded so much like it to me. We'll come I back. I love that. Cut to him saying, Lenita has been dead for 15 days. And it's now right. him and Antonio, like, having a conversation. He's hanging out with his BFF again. And Antonio says, do you want to come with me and Teresinha to see this gypsy because we're going to get married next week and Teresinha just wants to like make sure that our future is clear and whatever and then Zet is like women am I right they always want to fucking <laughs> you know what I mean like he fully yeah. is like as mulheres sempre tem que saber like the women and fucking ladies fuck you, fuck you bro asshole. Well, okay, first of all, Antonio, why would you invite him to this? And why do you keep inviting? I guess like Antonio is especially like saintly where he's just like, my poor evil friend, nobody <laughs> loves him. I want like, let me include him in everything I possibly can. But it's like, right. 
you couldn't have done this one with just you and your lady. Like this might get pretty personal because you're going to go see a fortune teller. Yeah, you don't need to bring your fucking weirdo black wearing, cape wearing, top hat wearing friend. Zay also says, yeah, I'll come because it's going to be really fun to see you stupid assholes under the spell of a witch. It's just like anytime anybody says anything about what they believe in or something that they feel he comes in and he's like you're a fucking idiot because you believe in shit bro and it's like nobody asked you so this the three best friends the three musketeers walk into and we return to the lady from the beginning the gypsy woman witch that's like <laughs> you're gonna be afraid she's the gypsy and she's like welcome everyone come in make yourselves comfortable and right off the bat Terezinha's <laughs> like I just wanted to she's like shut the fuck up let me fucking tell you what's gonna fucking happen <laughs> and she says she's like she's like listen Okay, Terezinha, stay with the woman you love. You will find death. Or if you don't, you will find death. Antonio, by midnight, you'll be dead. <laughs> Zé do Caixão, you're going to burn in hell. She literally yeah. goes down the line and is like, bam, bam, bam. Especially shocking that she turns to Antonio and is like, by the way, just give everything up, make amends, make peace with it, because you're basically already dead, my friend. BT sir. dubs. You die in ho. <laughs> Soon. Like, it's happening. Like, it's late right now. You better get your affairs in order because you die in. <laughs> so, of course, Zed is like, this is stupid. You're an idiot. Everybody's an idiot. I'm the only one who's not an idiot. And that is that when the Bruxa is like, and you, you asshole, hell's coming for you. And... Did you notice also, I'm pretty sure every single time the Bruxa is around, there's like a werewolf sound in the back? Yes, there's like a no. Yeah, it's it's a weird werewolf sound. In general, the sound, like the, the, (laughs) the sound effects that are going on are just like literally from a tape that somebody was like, 50 horror sounds to play when trick or treaters are coming around. Haunted House soundtrack, like yeah. ghosts, chains, werewolves, and wind. Like, <laughs> but I love that so Me much. too. I loved, I loved that it was just like a random woman in the background being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So she, this, this gypsy woman straight up doesn't charge them because she's like, when death is involved what is she saying i i loved this line i love this line where she's like they're like okay where zedukashan was like fuck you this sucks and he gets up to leave and everybody's like yeah we're gonna leave too and uh antonio's like how much do we owe you and she goes listen if i predict death no charge (laughs) i mean it would be rather (laughs) It would be, as a business person, yes, sure, that is a very polite thing for you to do, but I love that she's, like, the rules of the ether and, like, whatever, like, thing I'm practicing, it says that if I see death, I shouldn't, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so free of charge, guys. Enjoy these sweet predictions I gave to you. You're okay, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna go to hell. No charge. So then Antonio and um and Zay go over to Antonio's house. And and Zay Dukaishan was like, how can I have belief? Like, how can I have disbelief? Or how can I have faith if or if I've never had faith or belief to begin with? So basically, it's, it's kind of like backstory-ish that we get. Like, he was never raised with religion or he, he never had it. Yeah. So that's the kind of idea we get. And he's like prophesizing. He's like, I don't give a fuck. All this shit is bullshit. Everybody and their beliefs sucks, whatever. And sweet Antonio is like, okay, but like, I love Teresinha and I'm going to get married to her. And I know that she loves me and I believe in God. I believe that things are good. I believe that, you know, this is what I believe. Basically, he's just giving this like tiny monologue of the things that he believes in. And like the camera is following Zedu Kaishon as he stands up behind his friend. He looks down at the fireplace and picks up like a fire poker, it seems like. And then as this sweet man is like, yeah, I know, I get it that you believe this, but that you don't believe in anything. But I believe this because, you know, love and life and God or whatever. And then <laughs> Zedu Kaishan was like, smash. Believe this, ho? Do you believe in this? Because I just fucking killed you. You know, it was like the one moment where I was like, okay, dude, I get it. Like, you can believe in your own thing, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay if you don't believe in whatever, if, if you choose not to believe, that's fine. But the thing that makes it different is that for everybody else in the world, like, he's like, that makes me smarter than you. It makes me stronger than you. Everybody else is an idiot because they choose to believe something different than me. And it's like, no, dude. Yeah. So then he kills his, well, he smashes this fucking thing on his best friend, his supposed best friend. And then he's like, oh, okay, there's blood here. It looks like I've killed him. I think I'm gonna, this might be bad. So he like drags his body to the bathtub. He like makes it look like he smashed his head on the side of the bathtub because he puts his body in the tub. He turns the faucet on. And uh, and then Antonio kind of like comes to because it turns out he didn't kill him. And then fucking Zedu Kaishon drowns his ass. So he's like, cool, I'm going to leave it like this. It's going to look like an accident. What a shame. Bye. And then he leaves. And now, of course... Teresinha shows up however many, who knows, however many hours later, and she finds her fucking fiancé drowned dead in the bathtub. Yeah. Great. Nice job, Zay. We cut to him at the fuzz. He's at the police, and he's like, oh, what a terrible accident. Can't believe this accident. I do believe at this point, though, that the fuzz, the detective or whoever is there, is like you're the you're a suspect because you're the last person to see him alive that is absolutely right he he's like and he says i'm sorry to tell you that you're a suspect because you're the last person and he's like i know i understand i he was my best friend but you know what a terrible thing and also send him over to me and i'll make sure that you know everything is fine 
for when we bury him. And then we go to the funeral and it's literally, we're literally in the catacomb where they're putting him in and there's the people there, everybody's crying. They open the casket for some reason and Terezinha is like, Antonio, que me, Antonio, ay, and she's crying and terrible. And then the Caixão was there and she sees him and she's like, assassino assassino you murderer 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 she knows it's him she knows so after the funeral we go to the bar and everybody at the bar is like you know terrible that this has happened we need to keep an eye out for Terezinha because like not only did her fucking fiance just get just die but her dad isn't in town because her mom's in the hospital so she's alone and they're like she could be in trouble and then boom there he is yeah now this was another moment that bald guy i was like everybody listen to bald guy because he's like why don't we just fucking run this asshole out of town yes bald guy yeah listen to bald guy listen to the bald guy there shows up and everybody's like okay well well here's this fucking dude again so he goes over to the bar and he's like wine now and then the man the dad it seems is Mm -hmm. like sure but uh, i'm so sorry no 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 he says maria why now and then the dad hands starts handing it and he's like i asked for maria to give it to me so maria's like like pouring the wine for and he like grabs her face and again the nails anytime the hands go to people's faces or whatever and he like pulls her close it's so uncomfortable touch her don't touch her he's like how much for that bird like the your your bar bird that you have hanging (laughs) up at the window bird in the bar but they're they've got a bar bird they've got a bar bird it's a tiny little canary and he's like uh, how much and then the 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 bar guy is like i mean i'm not no it's not for sale it's our bird and he's like i'll give you 2000 whatever the money in brazil was at the time it wasn't hey eyes cuz that's what we have now but like whatever it was it how about 2000 and the guy's like hell yeah 2000 take that bird so he takes the bird and he heads on over like antonio is hot in that coffin and he is like bye heading over to Terezinha's with this bird and he's like tuk 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 hello and she's like oh what are you doing here it's hella late and he's like I brought you a gift and she's like that's very nice of you good night and he's and he's like hold on and he just lets himself in oh like she literally is like no and he's like where are your manners where are your manners made me want to blow my brains out. So he's in Terezinha's house and he's like, here's this bird. And basically he just assaults her. Uh, before he assaults her, he's like, I'm going to throw this bird out. And she's like, don't. So she takes the bird out of the cage and she's holding on to it. And that's when he like assaults her. And she's like, fuck you. I don't want to fucking be with you. And he just beats the shit out of her. He slaps her and then is like legit punching her like fucking her up dude he like smacks her around and then she lands on the couch and when he's on the couch he does this thing where he like licks or kisses his knuckle and then he fucking punches her and that's when there's like blood coming out of her nose and then he's like 
this is how I want you, basically. And he fully rapes her. Again, we get a disgusting, quivering lip, blood kiss. Oh my God. He kisses her fucking blood mouth. Horrifying. Disgusting. And then he like, the camera follows. He's like with his long nails. Again, the nails. He's like going down and like touching her leg. And she's like, they're vulnerable and his hand like goes up her skirt and her his hand on her ass it cuts to her other hand and she he he's raping her or we're assuming that that's what's happening and she basically squeezes the canary is still in her hand and she squeezes it to fucking death aside from being like horrific and very violent was also particularly, like, I'm just surprised that this was 1963, 64, whatever. Yeah. And it was fucking racy. I was very surprised. Well, here's the thing. And here's something I think in the future of this podcast that everybody knows. Brazilian film and TV is very open and very uh, free with nudity and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so, like, doing the research for this podcast, (laughs) most of the films have, like, are almost considered porn. Very specifically, the horror genre, too. So, like, I wasn't surprised, but I was, like, I guess the time period was the shocking part for me. I was, like, how early on did Brazil get so, like, lenient about uh, censorship, basically? Mm -hmm. Um So I wasn't, I was ready for nudity. I would, because I, because that's just in my mind, like growing up in Brazil, I grew up in Brazil, y'all, like the soap operas, like the 7 p.m. soap operas often had sex scenes or like boobs and asses, like carnival, it's just constant. Like they're super chill with nudity, but this in this moment in particular because he's so gross and slimy i was like i hate this oh and of course it's a rape scene so you're like ugh, gross but like it makes sense like hearing you say that remembering because i also spent part of my childhood in brazil there is just kind of like an openness to nudity which yeah. is interesting in such a religious country. I, but I, I was still just like, holy shit, like this it's, is- I mean, we're desensitized. We're, we've lived most of our lives in the United States where everything is like, well, if your tits and ass are out, then you're fucking, I mean, just uh, up until now we have Cardi B being like, wop, and everybody's still being like, like oh, my pearls. Yeah. So then we cut to after the rape and he's like, you're lovely you're amazing and she's like i'm going to kill myself and she this is where she basically says bitch i'm not only am i gonna kill myself but i'm gonna fucking come for you you better get ready fucking this again he's like oh you think so middle fingers in the air He says to her, so he says two particular things to her in this scene. When she's literally bloody, hair is all over the place, holding up her dress or a sheet or whatever, like she's literally just been raped and And still bloody nosed and crazy. Horrible. And so when she, first of all, she says, so I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, all women say the same thing. 
and then they like, regret it. And he's like, of course you would say this right now. I'll see you tomorrow. But then when she's like, I'm going to come get your soul and take you to hell, you fucking asshole, once I kill myself, he's like, if there are women like you there, I welcome that with like open arms. And it's just like, you... <sighs> but the thing is, I believed him at this point. Oh, he doesn't care if he goes to hell. However... Mm, he leaves and he's like strolling home and he comes across what I it looked what it looked like to me was like Macumba or like black magic. Black it looked, yeah, it looked like there was like a weird doll and candles and he says <laughs> when he said this line, I was like, I kind of want this on a t-shirt. <laughs> he goes Hoje é meu dia de sorte, até o diabo está aqui, which is, today's my lucky day, even the devil is here. <laughs> and I was like, what, what the fuck? I totally misunderstood, because I thought it was, again, like you said, Macumba, or some uh -huh. sort of magic circle, but then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, we should we should say macumba is uh in brazilian culture um it's very much like the way that santeria is in um uh the spanish-speaking countries uh of and is considered like black magic in brazil the equivalent would be like macumba and macumba is the same kind of thing like it comes from like deities and like gods and goddesses and stuff and it's often considered bad because it's not christian you know what i mean and yeah. like mm -hmm. so um and so he's just like ha, 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 ha. and then he walks a little bit more and we're at the cemetery and then he fully has a moment a full moment where he climbs upon like somebody's tomb and he's like Hello, dead people. He might as well have grabbed the microphone and been like, everybody out here, how's it going? <laughs> like he's fully taunting the, the cemetery and is like, <laughs> and it's so cocky and arrogant. Take me to hell. You can't do anything to me, bitch. I'm alive. You're dead. It vocês estão mortos, mortos, mortos. This scene is not like it's not like thirty seconds. Like they give him. Well, he's the director, so that he gives himself. Mm -hmm. It feels like five to ten, where he's like mortos, vem para mim, or whatever. My Portuguese is terrible, but belting to the dead. There are several several scenes oh. in this film where he's like, okay, just keep rolling. I'm just gonna do my thing. And he's yeah, let like me improvise. Just <laughs> fully being like, bitch. Yep. I don't care. It's just fucking giving face. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then we cut to a little kid screaming at a window. Be and what we see is that Terezinha has hung herself and she has said what she was gonna, she, she has done what she said. She fucking kills herself. At the screen, we see her suicide note. The, the detective is reading this note and it said, with, the, with these few lines, I ask my parents forgiveness for my condemnable act. There's nobody to blame in this tragedy. 
I couldn't support the weight on my soul on my shoulders. If I must have a sentence for the reason of my death, I'll be the judge. And wherever I may be, justice will be fulfilled. Terezinha. And then the fuzz is like, we can't charge Zé do Caixão because she basically says, leaves a note and says why she did it and doesn't give his name. Why do you think she leaves that note? Well, it's funny you should ask that because we get to him and he's like, she's dead. And then he even says, curious, she didn't accuse me. Mm-hmm. I think my theory is that she's like, it's not going to be of this world. It's going to be of the other world and it's going to be me. That's I why agree. I think. So we're at the funeral for Terezinha and somebody is like, she wanted to be buried next to Antonio. And so it's literally Antonio's casket is next to hers. And then they close hers and they're like, she wanted to be buried next to the love of her life. And the doctor is like, "Mm -mm -mm." and then we cut to the doctor being like, something's fishy over here. Like, I'm going to do another autopsy on Antonio because it seems like it's fucking homicide. And then (laughs) cut to like camera pans and there's Zedu Kaishan being like, good evening, doctor. I am. It's, It's pretty immediate what happens next so the doctor is clear because everybody in this town is terrified of Zé and so Zé is like I have to make sure that you don't see what should not be seen and then we see that the nails finally come into play and he pulls a fucking three stooges situation and he literally is like a he puts those fingers towards the camera like the doctor's just like Wow, the most wow, handsome wow. man. Like he was so like that scene. I was like, we really got to see him, and I was like, God, he's beautiful. And then cut to, and he's like fully blinded, and he's like, No, my eyes. And then he's like, And oh, is this a bottle of alcohol? He pours some alcohol on the doctor, and then sets him ablaze. Zedu Kaishon goes home, and he's like, Ah, just freshly murdered somebody. Feeling great doing good and then he's like he's looking out the window and there's a storm happening and then he sees a crazy lightning smash and these voices appear and it's all the phrases of the people that he has killed so far being like "Ooh, I loved you I'm sorry I was jealous of you Latina Latina Lenita? Lenita. <laughs> so it's Lenita and then Antonio being like, I love her so much. Ooh. And, then, <laughs> and then you hear Terezinha being like, your soul, I will take your soul. And the yeah. doctor, and then the doctor's line is, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he fully has the most dramatic scene I've ever seen in my life. Okay. (laughs) So he hears these voices, these disembodied voices. And again, this one is even longer than the cemetery scene. But when, look, we are not exaggerating when we say that he is belting. Belting. At the top of his voice 
for, and this is what I wrote down in all caps. This <laughs> is some theater reach the back of the house acting. Like this yes. is operatic where he's just so over the top. It's cool because like there's wind, it's a storm, there's, you know, ghost noises. But I was like, are we still watching this? He's like throwing himself around the house. The voices get like, louder and louder and like wa wavier and crazier and he at one point he's like Lenita just, Antonio just, Adolfo and he's just like naming <laughs> he's just like naming the people he's killed and like rolling around his house he grabs a bottle of booze and he like drinks it and pours it all over himself and for some reason all over in his house. Yes. <laughs> yes. I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I checked out. Because it was so long. I did it for you, Terezinha. Like, he screams that, like, omen style. I did it for you, Damien. Like, wow. I did it for you, Terezinha. And then he's like, you abandoned me. You didn't give me a son. Like. You fucking asshole. You What an asshole. Fuck heaven. Fuck hell. I want proof. Show me the proof. Tudo é mentira. É mentira. It's all lies. É mentira. Oh my God. And it's like... I'm so glad that you paid attention <laughs> to what he was saying because I am not, like, I was staring and it was like full glaze. Mostly I was just cackling through it because he was like well, chucking his body throughout the room and screaming these things. Seven <laughs> hours after he screamed into the abyss, he right. we go to the doctor's funeral and there is Zé do Caixão. He fully walks on <laughs> Literally what I was about to say, he walks on the doctor's grave to go give his condolences to whoever. After he's like, my condolences, bullshit. The people at the grave are like, we need evidence, stat. A prova, as provas, like we need, like we, everybody knows. At this, this point, yeah, every, at this point, everybody's like, he's the one that's killing everybody, dude. So mm -hmm. we go to the bar and everybody's like, guys, it's Dia dos Mortos, it's Day of the Dead. So we should go home early because we don't want to disturb the dead when they like come. Because I guess, okay, so this is one thing that I was confused about. Because when you hear Day of the Dead, you think October 31st, November 1st, technically yeah. November 1st, Dia de los Muertos. So I'm not quite sure, like, I didn't Google it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. October, but oh, who knows? I don't remember anything like that from having lived in Brazil, but also it was just Good Friday a couple weeks ago. Exactly. So I'm not sure like when Day of the Dead is in Brazil, right. but it's Day of the Dead. And yeah. uh, and everybody's like, it's getting late in the middle of the night. Like the, the I guess the superstition is that the dead will walk among us and then it, we don't want to get in the way of the dead doing their procession, basically. And um, and everybody's like, you're right, let's fucking go home. And then who's at the door? Who could it be? Who? who? Who's, who's up there to ruin the party yet again? Who shows up with his shitty top hat and halfway <laughs> cape, and he's like, good evening. 
but this is so fucking weird that he's like leaving all right he's so like jovial like ha, you're bullshit no stay have a drink with me stay it's like yeah. okay sir this, again bald guy to the rescue <laughs> because zay is like oh don't you believe in ghosts the ghost procession so stupid and he's like everyone has a right to their own beliefs bald guy thank you he literally throughout this film bald guy is like did fit like i think i like there were five times where i was like yes bald guy but somehow actually not somehow of course everybody's mm -hmm. like okay zay and he orders everybody a round of drinks and it's yeah. like this is not how you make friends, buddy. So Zeb buys everybody drinks. He goes to he goes over to Ma Maria, who is in the yeah. corner, and he's like, "Sweet, sweet baby Maria, she has had the shitty end of the stick at this bar." She's like, "Dad, why did you sell my bird, Dad?" dad i'm afraid of this man and her dad is like keep it to yourself because things are gonna get complicated and here we are so he's like hello i have a gift for you and he gives her like i guess some money and she's like i don't i don't want this oh look my uncle is here so another hot guy that guy was hot it's beautiful and then he's like hey you fucking dick get your fucking hands off my niece uh -huh. and uh go and fuck takes, yourself so he takes the money he's like we don't want this. Take your money. And he throws it on the floor, which honestly, I was like, a round of applause for handsome uncle, because fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. But then. But, uh, and then he, again, the nails, he like grabs Maria's face, and then he's like, it's her money. And then he like does a fucking hand down the boob, boob and he's. There is a full, not even a boob touch. It's a boob grab. Like he's there for a while and his hand stays there until she walks away, dude. That hand was on that boob for a long time. So he's like, but it's her money and she fucking gets to keep it and use it. And, and then the uncle's like, eat a fucking dick. And Maria like kind of scoots away. He turns around, and by he, I mean Zedukaishom. There's a Jesus, like, bust with a, a thing of thorns. He grabs the crown of thorns, and the uncle is basically like, we're tired of your bullshit. Go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. And he's like, pick up that money. And the uncle's like, no, dude, go fuck yourself. And then Zedukaishom is like, pick up the money and then grabs the crown the crown of thorns that he has in his hands and shoves it and it's a face full of crown of thorns on the uncle's face again cool fake looking prosthetic but like cool effects that we get there gory close up of yes. thorn crown in face but again just like the bald guy whip attack from earlier in the film okay this sucks you got a crown of thorns you're bleeding Dude, dude, pull it out of your face and punch this guy. Punch Zay in the face. Yeah, clearly take him. Your face is in pain. I get it, but like, snap it's not out. that bad. You can fucking kick him in the dick and walk away. Nothing else is wrong with you. Nothing happens. I'm pretty sure he takes the money, hands it back to him. Does he do that? I can't. Yes, remember. he crawls over. He grabs the money. He gives it back to, or he gives it 
to Maria. Maria's freaking out because she's seen her uncle get a face full of thorns. And so again, so he, they both grab the money and leave. Before he leaves, this random woman shows up and she's like, who, she's like, where's the Queiroz family house? I don't remember if that's the pronunciation. Queiroz. So it's Day of the Dead. This is a single woman. There's nobody with her. She's in a bar pretty much full solely of men. And yeah. she's like, could somebody take me through the dark? Somebody's like, it's past the cemetery. And she's like, will anybody be my escort? And they're like, uh, it's Day of the Dead, dude. We don't do that. It's gonna, it's, we don't want to do that. And she's like, I'll happily pay. And everybody's like, mm. and then fucking... Of course. Now in the back pipes up with his fucking actual pipe and he's like, I would love to fucking take you to your fucking aunt's home, you fucking beautiful bitch. And then everybody's like, There's even a guy who was like, You could stay at my place tonight. And I'm like, Lady, you need, to, like, what are you doing here? This, these my are shoulders not- were like, Yeah. I was like, No, 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 no. Not good. But as they exit, I don't remember what it was specifically, but he says something like, should I see a corpse on the way? I'll send them your way. And I'm like, this lady he's never met is standing next to him. Immediately, I would have been like, on second thought, maybe not. I'm good. I'm going to stay right here, actually. You know what? Yeah. I'll stay in this bar all night. If I have to, I'll wait till Ab- the sun's up. Yeah. So, but of course. I wrote, as they're walking... Gypsy! <laughs> Love it. The gypsy again, she shows up and she's like, hey, <laughs> and she gives them four warnings. If you hear the wind, it's the souls of the dead that are like calling to you. Yeah. If you see a black cat, that's the fucking devil. He's coming for you. If you hear footsteps behind you, you better watch out because shit is about to go down. If you hear an owl, that means you're basically at your end. And uh, <laughs> and fucking Zedu Kaishan was like, she's a stupid bitch. Don't listen to this stupid witch ass bitch. She's a fucking asshole. And the witch is like, cool. <laughs> so they go, he drops her off and he leaves. And as he's walking home, all of the warnings begin to come into fruition. So we see the leaves are like starting to whatever in the winds. And then you hear her voiceover of what she just said. The, the winds mean the ghosts or the uh, souls of the whatever. It seems as though he's creeped out, but he's like, okay, who cares? And he's still walking through the thing. And then a cat, a black cat <laughs> freaks mm-hmm. out. The devil is approaching. O demonio ta atrás você, or whatever. And then, <laughs> then he, and then he's like, he hears footsteps, and he's like, "Don't come near me! I have a gun! I have a gun! I'll shoot you!" Whatever. And then he turns around, he shoots at nothing, and then you hear the gypsy again being like, "You hearing footsteps?" And then finally, he's like. We hear and we see and it's fully a stuffed owl. And it's somebody taking the owl and bringing it closer to the camera. And with shaking his it. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, 
listen, it's 1964. We get it. You got to, you got, you don't have much money to make this movie happen. I, I'm still buying it. It's fine. I'm fine by it. So then you hear her say, a coruja. Owl in Portuguese is coruja, everybody. Uh, it's a very uh, fun uh, word. Coruja. A coruja. Ela, she's going to bring you the ends of time. Like she's the sign of the ends of time or whatever. And he is like, at this point, freaking out yeah finally honestly finally as he's walking back home and he's experiencing all the things that the gypsy has just said he you can see him growing in fear and then a hand with fire comes in and it's like okay how do i describe this special effect johnny okay so to me it looked like a hand wrapped in tinsel like a silver garland hand stop motion movement thing that makes literally no sense but you have to see it to believe it yes it almost is like a a piece of paper and they cut out that footage and then around that cut they put tinsel all around it so apparently they achieved this effect by actually gluing glitter onto the film (sighs) So it's like a stop motion glitter effect surrounding. That makes sense. And that comes into frame with the candle or the fire or the whatever. With the candle. It turns out that we revealed that it's the zombie of Antonio, his best friend. Zedo Caixão sees him and he's like, what? He freaks out. He freaks out. And honestly, Antonio looks creepy. He looks good. Very creepy. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so when people used to be buried back in the day, I don't know if you guys know, especially in poor areas, they used to, like, stuff cotton into people's mouths and ears and nose so that their, like, bodily fluids and all that shit, whatever was left over, wouldn't, like, leak out. So he has, like cotton and stuff in his nose which i thought was a really great detail um and all of a sudden again another crazy effect for 1964 he sees the procession of the dead and it looks like what's the term when you like turn black into white in film negative yes the negative effect And it's all very like, and so you see people walking and then he sees himself in a coffin. Like these dead people are like walking with him in a coffin, in an open coffin. He's like crossed arms, closed eyes in the coffin. And the sound effects for this, this is where the are at their peak. So two things here. During the procession of ghosts, when he sees himself in the coffin. So I watched this with Matthew. For those of you who don't know, Matthew's my boyfriend. And Zé gives like, he's literally staring. And then he's like, ah! (laughs) Matthew and I laughed so hard at this moment. Because it's so dramatic, melodramatic. So out of the blue. His like scare moment of seeing himself in the coffin. Honestly, watch the movie specifically for this moment. It's worth it. But then next up, we see Teresinha in the sky floating with the noose and she's singing opera in the sky. She's just like, She is just like, it is. 
full soprano up there. She's singing opera in the sky. All of a sudden, he's stumbling through the cemetery again. But this time, he's, like, afraid. And it's not him being a cocky bitch, being like, you're dead, hose. He's like, now. Finally, he's terrified. So he's stumbling, and he sees that the crypt where... Uh, Antonio and Teresinha were buried is open and there's like smoky stuff coming out of it so he crawls in it and then we have another scene of just like absolute drama like he fully is like rolling around on the walls there are candles that he chucks his body upon that it then like turns them off because he's just like literally rolling on the walls and it's (laughs) And screaming the full screaming. time. Não acredito. Is Não acredito. Não acredito. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. So he's in the in the tomb and he's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe basically what he's just seen of the procession. He's like, this is a bunch of bullshit. And then he sees, he turns and he sees a coffin and it says Antonio Jandraji, which is his best friend. And then he rolls around a little bit more into that tomb. <laughs> and then he lands on the other coffin and it says Terezinha G, whatever the fuck her last name was. And again, he's like rolling around, freaking. No, acredito. Mentira, mentira. É uma mentira. So he's like, I will only believe it until I open these coffins and make sure that they are inside the coffin. So he smashes the the locks on their their tomb on their coffins. He mm-hmm. opens Antonio first. It's obviously like a mannequin. <laughs> it's definitely well, not. It looks like a haunted house mannequin, but like still really awful to look at. Terrible. Plus, that horrendous huge spider has returned and it's crawling on top of this mannequin. And then he goes to the other coffin, he opens it, and that's because she's a little bit more fresh. She, it's, it's mm-hmm. Terezinha. Mm-hmm. But she's got fucking maggots crawling out of her forehead and shit, which I was like, for 1964, that's pretty good. We cut to a lot of the townspeople, the people from the bar, basically, coming into the cemetery and be like, I heard something. Something's going, uh, doesn't seem right. What's going on? And and then they go in, they head over to the tomb of Antonio and Teresinha and they see Zé do Caixão. He has, his half of his torso is out of like their little window. And yeah. uh, here again with the eyeballs, They've been, like, gouged out. They've been, or, or they, like, popped out. You know that lady from, I can't... Ripley's Believe It or Not. Ripley's Believe It or Not, where her eyeballs <laughs> pop out. It looks like that. Yeah. It was. It, it looked cool. Oh, it looks so great. The thing that I said about, like, eyeballs being funky and crazy that mm-hmm. they're doing something with prosthetics, that's another thing where they're like, let's put a crazy eyeball on him. And he's, like, upside down, dead. He nailed it. Finally, this fucking asshole is fucking dead. And then uh, I said, Zed with eyeballs popping out. The clock strikes midnight because a meia noite eu levarei a sua alma. Fing. Something that I really loved about the film is that he is the protagonist. Like he is, he's, the story is about him. 
but he is not the good guy. It's not very often that you have the villain be the lead of your story. That's what makes it so interesting and iconic. But also, whenever I watch a movie and I'm like, God, I fucking hated that character. You know, props to whoever plays the part because that means you did your job correctly. Yes! He was so irritating and aggravating and such a shitty person that I was like, this is difficult to watch. At the end, when you see him there with his eyeballs bursting out of his skull, you're happy. And I, that's his whole point. The whole point yeah. is for you to watch him and for you to be like, God, what a nightmare human. Another thing that I loved is when I hear the title, At Midnight I Will Take Your Soul, I thought it was going to be about this man taking people's souls at midnight. And in the end, it was his soul that got yeah. taken at midnight. And I thought that was... I thought it was a really smart move of having us follow this terrible person around and you never are on his side. You're never like, yeah. Like you watch Freddy and you watch villains in horror and you're like, yeah, oh, that shitty teen, whatever. You know what I mean? But still, when you watch their movies, you're like, but there's Nancy and there's, you know, fucking, yeah. uh, uh, Lori and like Lori. The people rooting for, and those are the people the the movies are about them. Yeah. And in, about the, like the, the heroine usually. And in this situation, you're right. It's just like, you're what you're following the villain around throughout the movie. Yeah. It's a very interesting shift. I agree. And I think it's, it's what a smart way of introducing horror into, into the world like that, especially with and, this character. And in such like a religious country to present such like a blasphemous character. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good thing that he did in that he knew that if he showed up with this character and he was like, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in any of the shit that you, that literally most of this country believes in that he probably had a, he probably had a good idea that these people were going to not like this character. He must have known that this would be, if not like massively popular, at least controversial enough that people would be, that people would pay attention to it. Totally. So I have a few fun little trivia facts. So let's first like hit it off after it's just talking about the fact that this was a huge hit in Brazil. Huge hit. Huge. And apparently one theater in downtown Sao Paulo played this particular movie for four months straight. Amazing. Awesome. The crew refused to shoot a scene because, in there, because there wasn't enough sunlight. So apparently the director our lovely Zeb Kaishang forced them to shoot the scene by pointing a gun at the cameraman. And various crew members have confirmed the story on one of the rare occasions when he would respond to questions about the incident, Marines claimed that the gun was only a prop, which is bullshit. Like, I'm sure that this actually happened and that he was like, film the fucking scene, dude. So this is like an unsighted, is I guess what you would call it? Sure. Whatever, I don't know who said this, but Ze, with his fingernails manicured into claws, was the inspiration for A Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger. Now, me, you know I am a 
huge, huge. Freddy Krueger fan. Like out of all the slashers, it's your jam. Nightmare on Elm Street's my top. Like above top. Friday the Thirteenth, above it's my top. So I was like, excuse me, because I've never heard this. So immediately I was like, beep 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 beep. Let me do some research about this. Beep 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 because. I had, like I said earlier on, I was like, after he killed Lenita with the spider, he gives that very Freddy Krueger laugh. So it says here, initially conceived by Marines to serve as the antagonist in Levare Suaoma, Coffin Joe has gone on to appear in nine more films, three television series, songs, music videos, and comic books. The character has been called Brazil's national boogeyman and is considered a horror icon and a cultural icon in Brazil with his popularity resulting in descriptions of him as being the Brazilian equivalent of the United States' Freddy Krueger. Wow! The nails clearly are part of it. So going off of that, I was like, okay, well, let me see, like, did what, like, I want to know if Wes Craven, like, He say, okay, inspiration for Freddy Krueger was... Zebu Caixão. Zebu Caixão. Because as far as I know, Freddy Krueger, talking about Wes Craven, that was the... Freddy Krueger, the name was actually a bully from when Wes Craven was a kid. Amazing. I believe I'm, tr- I'm right about that. And uh, there, were, there were actually... People had died in their sleep... And they had been like saying that they were being chased by something. And this was, this actually happened. This was in the news. Wes Craven read this and wrote a movie. movie. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, apparently when he was, when Wes Craven was a kid, he saw some like homeless guy out in an alley who was wearing like the Freddy Krueger sweater, the hat and everything like that. And like terrorized Wes Craven as a kid, like Wes Craven looked out the window in the night, saw this creepy guy outside and the dude fully like tr- attempted to scare child Wes Craven. Like oh my pretty God. Now these are all like things that I've just heard. So who knows whether they're facts or not? I have no idea. So sure. I looked it up. Uh, I found this guy, Jose Mellinas on Twitter wrote, Elm Street experts, did Wes Craven ever recognize in any of his interviews the influence of Zedou Caixão's long fingernails on Freddy Krueger's blade glove? And so there's this man named Tommy Hudson. Uh-huh. And he, uh, so I look up this guy, Tommy Hudson is like a writer, director, and there is a documentary out there called, fuck, Never Sleep Again. That's what it's called. It's like nice, a good job. documentary about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I believe he was like a writer of this movie, producer. He might have put the whole thing together. I'm not quite sure. But I think he's done documentaries for Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, Return of the Living Dead, uh, ah. a bunch of horror series. So this is what he writes. He never came up in any of my conversations with Wes about inspiration or look. It was always about, from what was mentioned to me or in researching, the primal fears of claws tearing, slashing at us. That the fear was buried in our subconscious and how it could be used to great effect. So apparently there is no relation between Zebukai Shon. <laughs> the way you said that, there is no relation. <laughs> But like still, 
I still feel a connection here. I really wish that it was. Well, I will say this. Like, the nails are definitely, like, I'm sorry. I've seen Cardi B with longer nails than fucking Nails are super popular, these lovely nails. I think they get longer in the movies that we, like, the the movies coming up. (laughs) I'm, I want to say this, and I, I do apologize. If this is going to sound judgmental, I can't. I simply cannot. I simply cannot Shall with not. the long nails. Because these are, these are the things. These are my fears. These are the things. How are you wiping yourself on the toilet? How are you masturbating, particularly women? <laughs> right. How? 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 Listen, toys, great, good, good, good time. Enjoy yourself. You're going to get in the way, though. Those things are long. Jonathan, I know you don't have one of these, but them's ladies is sensitive. <laughs> Jonathan, I want to ask you some questions. Were you scared? No, I was not. <laughs> I, was genuinely, I was genuinely creeped out. This is what I said. Genuinely creeped out. Genuinely annoyed. Um, but I did find the ring-ish intro of the witch being like, don't watch this movie or you'll be cursed. I did find that very, very effective. But no, I was not scared. Were you? I was not scared, but I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I understand where people could find fear in this, especially in 1964. Yes. I think um, I think it's effective in the, like, there were points where I was grossed out. I thought the special effects and the points where things had, like, makeup and stuff like that, I thought those were worked. But in general, even though we were supposed to feel fear from him, I didn't really feel it. What was your best scare? There was no like real jump scare, but I would say Antonio coming in with the glitter candle was the closest thing to a jump scare. And he did look creepy. But the thing that scared me the most, I'd say, was just uh, the spider crawling on Lenita because that was a real spider. It was huge and it was on her bare skin. Horrifying. Right. For me, my biggest scare... It wasn't really, I don't think it would be considered an actual scare, but the thing, the part that I had most like hold my pearls situation was when he was beating the shit out of Terezinha, when he was just like smacking her around and he just kept going. And I was like, I don't like this. It was very realistic. Yeah. And I just, again, like this is a sweet tangent, but we're, we've been watching the early James Bonds recently for mm-hmm. our own personal reasons. And there's been a lot of like ladies smacking around that I don't like. And so this, oh. watching this, I'm just like, God damn it. Stop hitting ladies, you assholes. The way that it's presented to, now we're talking about James Bond, but here, <laughs> like, it's, it's literally like you hit a woman and then like two seconds later, she's like, oh, you silly, you cad. And it's like, no. But agreed, that scene was really, That was really the toughest bad. one for me, if you will. Who yeah. was your favorite character? All right, so I started by, of course, I always have like, well, this one, but this one too. So I'm so sorry. But it was, the Bruja was great, but I'm just going to go straight up with the bald guy because, again, I was like, yes, bald guy. 
So whatever the whoever I don't know what his name was, but bald guy all the way. What about what about your favorite character? For me, it's the Bruja. For me, yeah. is that sweet gypsy lady being like, <laughs> and just like literally being like, bitch. If you don't fucking stay with your man, you're dying. You, you're dying. You, you're going to hell. And then throughout the movie, just being like, oh, you're dead. (laughs) I, she, whoever that actress is, she was so good. Killed it. Times, but like she cast her as the witch forever. She was so forever. Best line. It's a very simple line, but again, I gotta stick with my bald guy. (laughs) When. When we're at, in one of the various bar scenes and Zay's making fun of everybody like, oh, you're so stupid for believing in the procession of ghosts, making fun of you guys are all idiots. And the I think I already said this before, but the bald guy is like, everyone has a right to their own beliefs. Slow clap, sir. Now, it's hard for me to say that because a lot of people's belief, like we live in a very tense time, so. yeah. But like, it is a good reminder, like, let people believe in whatever they need to believe in. Because he's not saying like, believe in my belief. He's saying like, everybody's got their own thing, bro. This bald guy was like, who is this? Can we, I'd love to see a movie. Like, give me a spinoff about this sweet man. So bald man had the best line for me. Let, believe whatever you want to believe, you guys. As long as you don't hurt anybody. Yeah. That's it. What about you? For me, it's. <laughs> oh boy. Hoje é meu dia de sorte. Até o diabo está aqui. I loved it. Today's my lucky day. Even the devil's here. It makes no sense. And I want it on a t shirt so bad. I just really want to be like, Hoje é meu dia de sorte. Até o diabo está aqui. Like... I'll work on it. I'll work on it for you. Christmas is coming up soon enough. Thank you. <laughs> what do you think your best death was in there? Lenita with the spider. What a hideous way to go. So like a huge spider crawling on you, taking a nice bite, you die. No. So I'd say best, best death was the spider death. For me, it's the doctor. I love the fingers and the eyes. I, I, I really like the, the effects that they did on his face uh also just just i i mean i don't care for the setting on fire i just really love the fingers in the eyes situation just because i the whole movie is just like look at these nails look at these nails look look at these nails and i'm really glad that they use the nails to do something because i was like we can't just have him be like Yes, bitch. Yes. Yes, my nails. And like him not do anything with it. So I'm really glad that that's what happened. Did you learn anything from this film? Well, I learned just a lot about Zeb Caixão and Brazilian (laughs) horror. Like he, I just learning about him as a horror, a Brazilian horror icon was incredibly revealing. I did not know that this man even existed Listen, I, I lived in Brazil for 15 fucking years and I had never, and like they showed foot, like, like doing research. I was like, he's been on everything and I haven't a, nary a time. Like, I love that he got this iconic character to just keep going through the years and that he, he let it become its own thing and that he followed that road, opened up 
more horror doors for other people and i think that's really wonderful i'm glad that we know about him i'm excited to watch more of his movies as irritating as i found the character but it's like you gotta i'm excited to see where he goes where are they gonna take zed lukai it's very very exciting how many oois do you give this thing uh i give this three oois I honestly was going to give it less, but I think just because I learned that he's such an iconic character, I got to give it more. I'm going to give it three. How about you? I think I'm a three ooys too. Ooy, ooy, ooy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ooy, Just because as the very first Brazilian horror movie, that says a lot. As as an independent film, it was ambitious. It had not a terrible storyline i thought it was like pretty like it followed through very well i think the only reason we get three is because it's a movie from 1964 i think it's age it doesn't age that great um but you know i think as um as the first stamp in the brazilian horror movie passport it deserves at least three because it's uh, setting the example. It's setting the the road for the other ones that we're about to see. And um, and I think he did a really good job at putting the first brick on a hopefully great foundation as we move on. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, oh my God, uh, I really hope that at midnight nobody takes you guys' souls because yeah, watch out there, keep watch your ears open for cackling witches and random disembodied Listen, ghost voices. If a gypsy comes up to you and is like, gives you a bunch of rules, why don't you just fucking follow them? Just, mm-hmm. just in case. And I mean, just like you know, try to be a nice person. Let people believe in what they yeah. want to believe. <laughs> just how about how about don't be a dick. People. Uh if women are infertile, don't kill them. And just like chill out, bro. You don't have yeah. to fucking be, be okay. so crazy. It'll be all right. Uh we thank you so much for listening to Uikoror. I don't know what. Black Lives Matters, Trans Lives Matters. Yes. Uh Go vote, donate, vote, donate, protest, save the USPS, uh, volunteer, go be a poll worker. Ooh, go be a poll worker, guys. In general, our our country is a hot pile of shit, but if you do your part, we can make it better. Mm -hmm. Um, don't be Zed (laughs) Lukaichong. Don't just be a good person. Be a good person. Yeah. We love you. I love you, Johnny. Um, I love you too. And oh my we God. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.